0: Log Talk Radio.
1: This is Creativity and Play. I'm Steve Thalberg. Mary Alice will be on with us in a moment here.
0: Mary Alice.
1: In a minute, here. You can find the Creativity and Play show at creativityinplay.com, Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Creativity Play, and download archived editions on iTunes. Our guest today on Creativity and Play is Lisa Sonora Beam, author of The Creative Entrepreneur. Lisa is an artist, therapist, and business strategist who helps people turn their creative dreams into reality and make a living at it. She has taught graduate courses in psychology, art, and business. Lisa is currently based in Mexico and blogs about her adventures as an expat artist at lisasonora.com. Lisa Sonora Beam, welcome to Creativity and Play.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: And Mary Alice, I think you are with us as well. I am. It's been a difficult difficulty, but we're all glad to be here. So Lisa, thanks again. So, Mary Alice and I both, um, I think, have come to know about you through your book, The Creative Entrepreneur, that we mentioned at the beginning. So, I think we should probably start by talking about that. And one of the things that I I found um, quite helpful about it was the many, many questions you give to help people sort of think through and um, understand better what it is they're trying to do and articulate that, and you use it. Um, or you you do that through also the use of, of visuals, not just written words and journaling in the written sense, but through uh, helping people use visuals to do that. And the book, your book itself is also highly visual. Talk about how that book came to be and, and what it is you are trying to help people do through that book and, and the workshops that you do related to it.
2: Well, um, speaking of the visual part, how the book came to be visual <clears throat> was very organic. Um, the book is based on a bunch of workshops that I started teaching people. Basically, they were artists, friends I knew, other creatives who kept asking me the same types of questions about how to have a successful business based on their creativity. Um, these weren't the casual questions I would get from people. And... Um, and I had already been teaching marketing and business classes and that sort of thing. Um, but it was, it's really funny that I I didn't start out trying to be the creative entrepreneur teacher or writer or anything. It all just happened by me trying to help my friends and trying to help people whose businesses I believed in become smarter and better. So when, um, I was talking with a group of artists one day and um, just casually, and I I kind of was scribbling in my own sketchbook painting. And when I looked up, they were all taking notes on what I was saying. And one of them said, oh, you should teach a workshop on this. And I said, oh, really? But to me, it's also obvious. And uh, they said, no, it's not obvious to us. So I said, okay, I'll teach a workshop for you guys on business skills for creatives. And then I thought, you know, my traditional academic teaching background where you're staying in front of a group with your PowerPoints and everything, that's not my ideal milieu for teaching. I really love more experiential creativity workshops, which is where my background is as an art therapist. So I decided that I would teach my business workshops the same way I did my creativity workshops, which is using this method of uh, visual journaling or keeping a creative sketchbook. Um, The cool thing about using image to solve problems and learn new things is that we're able to uh, access whole different parts of knowing that we can't get to only through kind of our verbal channels. Um, so working with image and, you know, really getting into the play aspect, which you're very familiar with is a very helpful way for people who artists and creatives are traditionally pretty nervous about business stuff. I know I was, um, and, you know, there's a lot of myths that creatives can't be good at business or, like, we can't, we have to be good at math or something. And when you start playing with art supplies and using your creativity to look at these issues of business, it takes that fear factor way down or out altogether, and you suddenly are growing and learning your business, through your art, through your creativity. And it's it's really a lot of fun. And so that's how the book came to be. The book was based on the workshop. So it has examples of the students' work as well as, as some of my own sketchbooks in there.
0: Well, Lisa, um, Steve is actually the person who introduced me to your work and to the Create, Creative Entrepreneur book. And... Um, so after ordering the copy, I was in being in your online course as well, it has really expanded what I um, am creating in my journaling. Because for years and years and years I've been journaling, and now j- just I'm having just that much more fun and playfulness in my journaling, and and it's also helping um, me grow as a artistic, creative entrepreneur, a very playful entrepreneur. And so I really I thank you for that and um but one of the things I, I know about you is that you love to travel and that mm-hmm. you try you try very hard <laughs> and not so hard in uh incorporating ways to bring travel and all the rest of your life, um both personal and professional, all together, integrate that. And not only, uh, so I'd like you to address about your travel and also your recent move to Mexico. And But one, I also think it's so great, because I also do this, uh, you have a great integration of both your personal and professional life in your journaling so that it's rather seamless and you don't differentiate between those two. There's no big blocks between your personal and professional. And I'd like you to kind of try to address all those things so our listeners can see how that works for
2: you Ooh, okay yeah lots of juicy topics there um yeah do you do you have a specific question i can answer about one of those topics
0: in particular? Well, first maybe i I'll talk i'd like you to talk about the travel piece and and about your recent yeah. move to mexico yeah
2: okay well i've loved traveling my whole life um And as it turns out, um, I've traveled alone most of my life. I'm trying to change that now. I had a a life-changing trip last year in Rwanda, and I thought, you know, I've I've been traveling alone for more than 25 years, and it's time to, like, travel with some other people. Um, But anyway, um, I love just getting on a, on a plane and going somewhere. I'm totally curious about other cultures. Um, my grandfather actually taught me how to read uh, out of the National Geographic magazine. Um, I grew up with my grandparents, lived with them till I was six, and, you know, it, it just seemed normal. Like, my grandfather read to me these articles out of National Geographic, and those were like my picture books. Mm-hmm. And... Um, And so very early on, I just was fascinated by all these other people and places around the world. And I grew up in a very Midwestern blue-collar factory town. So people in my uh, life didn't leave the state or county or anywhere um, or go to even high school or college. My grandfather was a... uh, um he was born in another country. English was his second language and he, he only went to school till third grade. So um so it's kind of an unlikely background for a world explorer. Um and I've spent a fair amount of time living back backpacking, and exploring backcountry wilderness, uh very remote places where you kind of get dropped off by helicopter and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, I absolutely love those types of adventures and have done, uh, with my psychotherapy work, did a lot of wilderness therapy and vision questing work long ago um, for therapeutic purposes. Um, So I think travel, especially going into unfamiliar territory in another culture or going into unfamiliar territory of the wilderness, for me, is a very real and practical metaphor for thinking about creativity. Um, we, we need to equip ourselves to be able to manage in a foreign environment. Um, and I think it's really interesting that we have this whole genre of guidebooks for travel, like, you know, Europe travel books or city travel guides. And, all, you know, there's like a really cool obsession with preparing for journeys, for vacations. But there there really isn't that type of framework for preparing for journeys to do your own creative business. And that's kind of what I think of the visual journal as. It's a way people can create their own maps and create their own guide for this thing that doesn't exist unless you make it. Um, mm-hmm. And... And that's how I kind of tile it together. I'm still traveling. I love uh, Mexico. I've been coming here for many years, and I decided to experiment with making Mexico my base for a while because I want to explore more places in South America and stuff that are closer to Mexico City. Um, Plus, I'm trying to become fluent in Spanish, and living in a Spanish-speaking country for me is like, the best way to do that. And with my work um, being as it is, I can work and live anywhere that I have Internet. So why not? Why not go live in other places? And it's just becoming easier and easier to do that with technology and with people um, putting their apartments and houses online that you can rent. and. Um, You know, you don't have to stay in hotels. You can live like you do at home, but do it somewhere else. Um, So I think that's really important. And I love bringing people on trips and exposing them to different cultures. Um, Back in 2000 was when I did my first uh, creativity workshop here in Oaxaca, Mexico. And I was stunned that... um, you know, it was the first time someone left the United States um, That, uh, and still even today people are getting a passport for the first time to come on my creativity retreat in Puerto Vallarta. So I love that. I love that people feel um, that trust and safety to say, "Wow, not only do I want to take this creative adventure, but I'm going to go do it in another country. And I just think that's huge. And And when we put our in that situation, it opens us up to have a transformative experience um, that we can't have when we're at home or in our familiar environment. Um, when we're in unfamiliar territory, it is exactly like facing the blank page. And that's why it's it's such a powerful thing to do together. You know, face the blank page in a foreign environment. It's It's like, not doubly powerful, but exponentially powerful, more powerful.
1: When, when you think about the work that you're doing, um, you know, on the coaching people around some of these topics, and I assume sometimes on a, on a one-to-one basis, what are the biggest questions that they're seeking to answer through this exploration with you?
2: That's a great question. Um I think the most common theme, uh, and it kind of still surprises me, maybe because I've been thinking and writing and doing this work for so long, but every once in a while I'm really surprised by, oh, people are still afraid. (laughs) I mean, I'm still afraid. I I confront my fear on a daily basis over and over again, believe me. Whenever we're doing something new, it's going to make us vulnerable. And I would say, like, the whole motivation behind my work is to help people feel less afraid to have that courage to say, wow, I'm going to dare think about doing this, and then I'm going to take some little steps to try doing it, even if I don't feel ready, even if I don't feel experienced, even if I don't feel talented, all these things that come on us. Um, Another metaphor I use for this, creative entrepreneurship path is that it's a hero's journey and um, that inherent in that is that you, you're the protagonist of your life, you're going to say, oh, I want to answer this call that's really compelling to me. I want to write a novel or I want to start my own business or I want to become a chef after I've been a police officer or whatever it is. You have that creative call, and then immediately, at some point, there's going to be all these kind of forces that say, really? Are you sure? Who do you think you are? And, you know, it's just like all those, you know, kind of dark forces or dragons that you have to start confronting in order to move forward. And making,
1: do you see people making kind of big leaps from what they're doing now to something entirely different as a result of what they start exploring with you either through the book or the coaching or the workshops?
2: That can happen, but usually what happens is people get a sense of fine-tuning or a sense of possibility and purpose around one of their ideas. Um, and it it really can be different. Like, for example, someone can come to the creativity retreat and say, oh, I'm going to work on my business plan for X, and then into the first day or second day they realize, oh, my God, I'm just working on this book that I've been totally blocked down for five years or 10 years or 20 years. That has happened pretty much in every single retreat. There's only 12 people, but usually one out of those 12 ends up getting totally unblocked about a book they're trying to write. <laughs> okay. So stuff, like, and I just love that. And it's like, oh, that's really interesting. So anything can really happen. Yeah. Um, there, is a, there is sometimes direction change, but more likely, it's more like course correction or saying, yes, I'm going to step more fully into this thing that I've maybe been not taking as seriously as I would like or, that I couldn't really see how to build a business around it. Or someone has a couple different um, interests um, that they don't see how they fit together. And I would say one of my own magical powers, we all have little magical superpowers, but one of my sort of strange magical powers is being able to see how someone's two or three divergent things that they're totally equally passionate about actually all fit together um into a very unique business model for them
0: mm-hmm. well um one of the things that as I've been working with your book and, and journaling um because it's a real it's a real work book it's 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 a real playbook. <laughs> <laughs> um for me and i've just been really enjoying it and um you know you talk about that in, in general and in specific terms about the right and left brain and um how we we as individual artists are are comfortable with Maybe this side, the heart side, but not so much with the detail or the organization or the, you know, the business plan or whatever. And I certainly have bumped up against some of those things myself. Um, so uh, I guess the question is, um, how did you come to develop that, that particular piece of the model and the strategic planning that you incorporated into the visual guidebook?
2: You mean the the left brain right brain stuff or? Um? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. About about
0: specifically about when you're uncomfortable. That idea of you're going into the uncomfortable territory. So yeah. pay attention to the part that you really enjoy. Do that, do that, do that, and then go into this uncomfortable part of the hero's journey and play with that. And then, of course, what happens is the. The better the part of yourself that is so easy, and you know that so well, that becomes even be- better and more yummy. And then you're also able to do, say, a business plan, or you're able to see some guideposts along the way. Could you address yeah, that? Yeah, um,
2: this was something. This was something that I discovered being an artist in business school. And my own my own way to deal with business school and like basically ninety percent finance and math type classes and I had terrible math anxiety. I I actually sat through so many of my classes trying not to cry. It Mm. was just so it was it was like I might as well have been trying to learn Sanskrit, you know? Mm And I felt so remedial. You know, I just felt like I can't ask another question or, you know, because people were look, turning around and looking at me like, how is this chick in business school? You know, she can't. Even,
0: <laughs>
2: you know. Whoa. But anyway, now I have this whole different attitude called spreadsheets are soothing. Like working through that, um, working through some of the things that I thought I couldn't do. And, by the way, that was just overcoming a lot of cultural Programming and myths about you know you know what what artists can do and what they can't do or what you know, and realizing that when i and and let me back up for a second and just say that in any creative field um my my uh, original training was in jazz piano, I went to a music conservatory, so in any creative field, there's a lot of practice. You don't know what the hell you're doing when you start. Like, who knows jazz theory? Well, you learn it, you know? And and same with any technique. Like, there's this tremendous learning curve before you're actually making music or before you're telling an awesome story. You have to practice so many different ways. And launching your own business is the same thing. If you've never done it before, of course, there's going to be this learning curve But the thing is, people think they should just somehow automatically be able to do it. Why would you if no one taught you or if you never thought about it before? So trying to make that process more fun. And also, deciding to launch into a creative career takes a whole set of skills, that are almost diametrically opposed to the skills required to manage a business. So the creative entrepreneur has two jobs we're trying to do at the same time. And unless we really realize that, we can be very frustrated, stuck. Um, Again, it took me a long time to figure this out uh, for myself, but, you know, there were a lot of times that I just thought, oh, there's something wrong with me. I can't figure out how to make this creative idea work or make it make money. Well, the, I just didn't have the proper mental models or business models to test my idea. So there are these all these great frameworks already in place that we can plug our ideas into or plug our dilemmas into. Um, so the left brain, right brain chapter in the book I put that out there so people can understand that it's not like one or the other is better in any way. It's more like, how can you use the whole thing? How can you use all the tools that are available in the toolbox? There's a time and place to use your intuitive, creative, uh, imaginative powers you know, when you're making things. And then there's a time to get out the spreadsheet and and apply some linear, logical, rational thinking. Um, And so that's the difficult job of the creative entrepreneur. We have to develop both of those parts of ourselves, to me, in order to feel healthy, Um, you know, if if someone has a creative business and they're depending on an accountant or finance person or tech person to do all that stuff for them and it works for them, great. But most people are solopreneurs working with limited resources, and we have to have some uh, finesse, if you will, in a whole bunch of different areas not related to making our art, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that having that understanding helps us feel saner and calmer and like, okay, actually I'm not doing one job. I'm doing two jobs, two really diametrically opposed jobs that people excel at on their own. So trying to excel at both is a huge, huge undertaking.
1: Talking about not having the skills to do some of these things in terms of business skills or how to, you know, move an idea forward into reality. You know, it's, as you say it out loud, it sort of seems obvious like we should teach everybody how to do this. But, of course, most of us are not learning this in our academic experiences along the way for the most part. But you have taught also um, in business school, and I assume that's partly based on your own experience that you just shared. Uh, what What's come out of that class or what have people experienced in that and said about learning this particular skill in, in their business school experience? Um, that perhaps is different for them than it was when you went through initially as a
2: student? Mm-hmm. Well, what's really exciting is a lot of business schools are getting hit to the idea of entrepreneurship. Um, most business school curriculum is training people to work for corporations, you know, and even though, even though it might be entrepreneurial, it's still kind of training you to get a job doing something. And so... Um, for example, uh, Wisconsin School of Business in Madison invited me. Uh, they're using the Creative Entrepreneurs, a textbook in an interdisciplinary program they have. It's a master's degree in um, arts management combined with the School of Business. And so they actually have developed a course based on my book and, and to help Uh, creative people be better at business, you know, and, you know, they're training people in arts management, but how can they do arts management more creatively? And then how can they bring more creativity into business? And I really don't see those things as separate. It, It takes a tremendous amount of creativity to excel in business. And it takes a lot of business savvy to make it as a, a creative entrepreneur and have a creative career that's sustainable and goes through all the ups and downs of life and the market and all that stuff. So there's a lot of new stuff. And then there's all this online training now. And actually um, this fall, after five years literally in the making, um, my own training program is going to launch. I have taught a tremendous amount in academic settings And I feel like the real training ground for creative entrepreneurs has to be kind of independent, you know, like I hate to sound bad, but, like, you don't need to go to business school. (laughs) (laughs) If I could have done it, if I would have had a different alternative, uh, I would. Uh, But things have changed so much. Every year there's more stuff, so I've – five years in the making, a uh, creative entrepreneur coaching program to train people. Because I've gotten a lot of requests from other schools. Can you give us a curriculum based on creative entrepreneur, et cetera? So this has been my answer to that. So And it's going to be open to everyone. It can be op- open to teachers, coaches, artists who just want to become better at business but have a more in-depth um, personal coaching experience with me around it.
1: Well, we are at the end of our time together. So, Lisa, we want to thank you very much for joining us on Creativity in Play, and apologies for the uh, technical difficulties at the top, but we're glad to have had you with us today.
2: Thank you so much. Really pleasure talking with you both.
1: Thank you. Lisa Sonora Beam is the author of The Creative Entrepreneur, and you can find her blog at lisasonora.com. Our theme music is kindergarten. Composed and performed by Jonathan Batiste. And you can listen to this show and previous shows again and find more information about our guests and coming shows at creativityandplay.com and find Creativity and Play on Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes as well. Creativity and Play is a production of the International Center for Creativity and Imagination in partnership with the National Creativity Network. I'm Steve Dolbert.
0: And I'm Mary Alice Long. Thank you again so much for joining us, Lisa.